third the truth behind success with your host ricardo rosales and you can reach me at ricardorosales.com the truth behind success.com or renovatingreachesradio.com which is our other podcast where we interview other entrepreneurs but on this case we're just going to talk we're just going to talk about the uh, the truth behind success um, and i'm reading a book uh, i'm actually following a journal uh, from my friend ruben mata i'm going to say hi to ruben you uh, inspire people and you add value to people's lives ruben thank you so much and he's got on week number three something that says fear, limited vision, and lack of self-esteem will guarantee you failure. Passion, laser focus, and persistence will guarantee you success. You have the power to choose now. I am successful now. So, you know, you get what you think about, so think about what you want. And it's true. You know, sometimes we just we just we just think that uh you know we 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 start complaining we start saying the wrong things and words become reality and uh the reality is is that we need to start thinking positive and we need to own the day and that's why creating a morning routine is so important i do it on a daily basis and and i know that a few of my friends that i hang out with on a daily basis they literally they uh i know when they did an exercise in the morning because you know their their uh, you know their body their body language is different you know they're not walking as strong or they're not um walking as um you know like their faces they might be sad or they might be going through some tough times that you know they look different and i change that fairly easy early in the morning once i get up and and uh, you know i visualize a little bit what I want for the day, then I go and exercise. My routine is is completely empowering me to to go and and own the day. You gotta own the day from early in the morning. So you know what Ruben says here. Um, you know the lack of self esteem. You can change all that stuff. You can change it, but just by getting into motion. So Tony Robbins says, uh, and I've I listen to him um, constantly. Motion creates emotion. So the the moment you start moving and you start, you know, um, creating synergy, things will start happening for you. If you stay, you know, thinking or analyzing, you get into analysis paralysis and and then most likely fear will overcome any actions that you will do for the fact that we live in a fearful and a negative world. If you if you everywhere you look at there's bad news. So one of the things I chose was to er eradicate bad news from my life. So I don't watch the news channel. Um, and I don't care, you know, for the most part on most of those news, the most important ones will get to me regardless, you know, maybe a, a major event that happens in the city of Houston or, or the, where I live that I need to know about, you know, people are going to start posting that stuff on social media because you know, human beings, for whatever reason, they want to spread the word. And for the most part, they don't realize that they're they're poisoning everybody else's feeds with spreading the wrong stuff, like all negative stuff. So 
you know, and they don't do it in, in bad purpose or anything like that. They, they don't mean anything bad by it. They, they just want to make sure people are aware. But they don't realize they're spreading, you know, fear. They're spreading um, controversy. They're spreading negativity. And I chose to unfollow people that do that, that spread um, negativity or political posts. I don't care for politics. Uh, don't get me wrong. I do vote and I exercise my right to vote, but I don't have to be, you know, spreading out there, President Trump is this or President Obama is that, you know, we chose one and that's the one we got to deal with for a while. And that's it. Same thing when President Obama was elected, you know, we chose the, the when, when I say we is the United States of America. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're from the U.S., then um, I'm referring to you. So we chose a president and, and the majority of the votes, they, you know, elected. So why spread the, you know, why start bashing people on online or social media or whatever when you can actually turn that energy into something positive? So I will just start, you know, posting things about motivation. How do I, how can I get motivated uh, to people? How can I motivate people to do, you know, to take the right step to to change their life in a positive way? We should all impact somebody else's life in a positive way, directly or indirectly. Sometimes we do it, um, you know, directly, like when you start, you know, coaching people or mentoring people or even when you start posting things about motivation online or whatever on your Facebook or Instagram and but we also do it in, indirectly by people that are just following you and they're watching your actions. So I highly encourage everybody to fight negativity in the world. And I'm going to go back to a story when the, I was in the U.S. Navy. So the USS Gladiator, MCM-11, the almighty uh, little gladiator, uh, the wooden ship, Iron Man, we we had a we had a pretty tight crew and but the one thing is it was very negative uh, because the morale on the ship was low for whatever reason and that was since day one when i got there i remember i i, I walked into the ship and everybody's co is telling me on how hard it is to work in the ship and how all the engines were broken down i was an engine man so you know, and it's like if they were trying to scare me away, I don't know, or or intimidate me with the amount of work or maybe warn me, okay? Maybe it was more of a warning than anything else. And it's, I, you know, I, I, I had all the all the energy and, and I was going whole. Like, I wanted to go and be a part of the ship and, and kind of like do my contribution and make an impact. Um, and, you know, sorry about that. My computer is, uh, I should turn down my computer when I'm doing my podcast because it starts uh, doing all kinds of weird noises. So I'm going to put it to sleep for now. And this is, you see, this is, this is how you know this is unscripted. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't have a script in front of me. I just sit down, turn the microphone on and I talk. So anyways, my shipmates were trying to warn me on how hard the ship was and that's when I realized I had stepped into a negative and a toxic environment. Everybody had, you know, their faces were like, oh, my God, it, they like, if they were in hell or something like that. So 
you know, little by little, that starts that stuff starts getting to you, and it starts showing up on on your morale, on 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 how you behave on the ship, on on your work, whether you show up on time or not. You know, if you are shining your boots or not, if you if your clothes are, you know, sharp like they're supposed to be, uh, it all starts showing up, and you can see that the the people on the ship were like. Not everybody, but for the most part, everybody was like with the faces are down and they're beat up. And it's like they were in hell completely. And I said, man, there's got to be a way to 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 fight this, to to inspire other people. And, and and I wasn't trying to be a motivational guy or anything like that out there. What I realized I had to do is I had to do the best that I could do in order for me to do a, a good job. And without any questions or without any hesitance i started volunteering for plenty of things like if if it was not my job and somebody else was doing it i would try to see how i could help how i could add value to that person how i could you know impact and i didn't do this consciously i didn't really know that i was maybe behaving that way uh, on a, a positive way maybe it's because the, in the environment i I grew up with with my father, you know, when I worked for his company and I in, in the insurance business, and you know, they're always trying to help each other out, and it's all positive attitude. I used to also listen to to his tapes because he will listen to the tapes while I was on the car, or sometimes, you know, we shared a small apartment. Um, he will listen to all these tapes at the apartment, so um, I had to listen to it by default. It's not like I wanted to. I thought it was completely ridiculous uh, what he was doing instead of, you know, I was I would ask my dad, I was like, Dad, why don't you listen to like Guns N' Roses or something like that? And he's like, son, you need to listen to these tapes. They're going to be, uh, they're going to better you in the future. And sure enough, indirectly, I had to listen to them. And and I started behaving that way because all that, all that programming was on my subconscious mind without me knowing it. So I started behaving that way on the ship and I started doing the best I could and quickly, quickly they realized that i was a good guy that i was actually you know looking forward to do the best i was nominated for a sailor of the quarter and i almost got nominated but uh for sailor of the year but i kind of like messed that one up uh, i made a mistake and um you know i showed up late one day and boom that went away so you had to be like on on your toes in order to get nominated so anyways Good thing that didn't happen because maybe I would I would still be in the navy. Who knows? Um, but um, the the truth is, I started changing my environment by behaving different from the other guys, and some of the guys didn't like that. So I started getting you know rejection. I started getting a friction with some of my shipmates because they had their own little clan on how they would boycott everything because they thought they would control whatever. I was like, man, I just want to do the best job I can, man. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to to be a dirtbag, you know. I'm not here to to drag people down. Uh, I'm here to do the best I could. And so I started looking up to, to some of my um, first class petty officers and, and my chief, and I would just go directly to them and said, hey, what can I do today? How can I, you know, how? what is it that nobody wants to do that I can do? And I remember uh, Ray Petty Officer Ray, Chief Ray later on, um, he looked at me and said, son, and I was fairly new, man. I, like, I hadn't been on the ship for, I don't know, maybe three weeks, if that. He said, look, nobody wants to clean the bilges. I'm going to give you that job because nobody wants to do it. They all want to go work on engines. And, 
you know what? This this needs to be done, and it's as important as the engines being running, uh, you know, or or be, or working in perfect conditions. And I said, no problems. What do I need to do? How do I clean the bilges? And he, you know, he showed me, and it, it involved a lot of getting dirty, pretty, pretty bad with oil and fuel and spit and whatever else is on those bilges. But I took it as that was my main objective was to clean the bilges so clean that I will earn, you know, the next step, which I didn't know what it was. Maybe get promoted to now work on valves or work on a different piece of equipment. But I knew I need to do I needed to do that job um, the best I could. And I remember those were some long days because. The ship was going through some difficult times. The the engines were all broken down, so there were pieces all over the place. The guys that been on the ship for a while, they knew how to fix them, and they were, you know, they were working on them. And 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 all I did was go with Ray, and he would tell me how to clean it. He showed me the first time, and then I took it on, and I became a master of bilge cleaning. I mean, I will clean these things. I will suck them dry. You know, we had this little pipe that we hook up to uh to um to the ship and, and basically displace all that dirt water into the holding tanks and um and I would suck them all up and suck them all up and then we'll we'll go and get some rags and clean them all up real good. And I think for the first time those guys saw those bilges the the real color that they were, which they were red, um, because they've been so dirty for so long. And they were like, man, that's pretty good. So then they gave me another guy to kind of like help me clean the bilges from the other engine room. And we started, we had this little bilge cleaning team. And every day after work or before we went home, basically, our job was to make sure those bilges were spotless. And and we did it. I mean, it wasn't easy because it would, sometimes it would take us a couple of hours just to get that done. So we'll start cleaning the bilges somewhere around 2 and... And we were supposed to go home around 4.30, but that never happened. We were always there until 7, 8, 9 p.m. Uh, it was just, you know, a slave run, you know, engine room pretty much. But we had the best engine room in the in the waterfront after two or three years. So it all started with the simple things, you know, the attitude. It started with attitude because I went and volunteered. And I'm not here to talk about myself and brag and this is what I did and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I want you to understand that if you have the right attitude towards whatever, good things will happen in time. It takes time. Everything takes time. You don't grow up from one day to the next one. So, But it all starts with attitude. And, you know, I had the right attitude. And that attitude was spreading through some of the other guys. Not everybody because I had some friction. I had some some guys that were hating on me because I was now, like, trying to go save the world, I guess. But the truth is, that's that's the only thing I could do. And that's how we all got better. And I wasn't the only one. I'm pretty sure there were two or three other guys that, that felt the same way I did. Uh, we didn't like being there late, but we had to. Uh, I know my chief didn't like being late, uh, being there late, but he had to. I mean, he had a family just like I did. He had kids just like I did. And at the end of the day, he just wanted to get the job done and, 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 and do the best he could. And now that I, now, you know, years later, 15, 20 years later, I realized that, you know what, that guy that made us stay there late, he had a family just like we did, and he didn't get paid more money 
than we did, you know, of course he did because of his higher rank or whatever, but at the end of the day, he, he took him years to get to the, to his rank and he just wanted to do the best he could. And a lot of us judged him back then because we wanted our freedom to, to go and be with the families or, or not stay as late on the ship. Like most of the other, most of the other shipmates, they left around three thirty, four thirty. We, that was not our case. We were always there late. But it all started with with attitude. And a few years later, I remember we were flying the A-ball flag. And the A-ball flag meant our ship was at a maximum reliability. All the engines were running. Everything worked fine. And all the other ships in the waterfront will see us and say, man, those guys really rock. I, we actually had some inspectors from, from, um, you know, from that area um, in the Navy that went to our ship and said, guys, you guys need to go train the other ships on how to get to where you are because this is really remarkable. And it all started because of the attitude. We had the right attitude. We 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 started working as a team. The the, the guys that had friction or didn't want to do it or whatever, eventually they'll either left the ship because they got transferred or they got out of the Navy or they got kicked out because a couple of them got kicked out. Um, and they got kicked out for doing drugs and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, and then, and then there was the one that got kicked out by doing stupidity, which is my boy. Um, sorry, but I'm not gonna mention any names. He knows who he is. Um, but he was a great sailor man and he's like my brother and I hated to see that, you know, he went and made a mistake and, and I'm pretty sure he still regrets it till today, but it is what it is. You know, you pay your dues and, you know. But we had a great team, and it all started with attitude. Um, we had the right attitude. We we wanted to be the best. We wanted our engines running at a maximum reliability. We wanted our bilges clean, and it all started from cleaning the bilges. That was the most basic thing we did back then, clean. How can you live a perfect life if you are in chaos and your environment is dirty? So I will highly suggest you start cleaning up your soul, you start cleaning up your house, start cleaning up your office, your mess, your car. Don't be driving around on a dirty car. I understand it rains and your car gets dirty outside. Well, make sure it's clean inside, okay? Make sure it's clean inside. That way you have a clean space for you. You spend so much time in your car, man, that thing needs to be immaculate. Because that's where you spend most of the time. For the ones that are commuting, uh, for instance, like going back and forth to work or whatever, they spend three, four hours a day easily, easily, if not more. You know, if you're in Houston, if you're in other areas, I understand it's probably 20 to 40 minutes or whatever. But in Houston, you're you are in your vehicle for an hour, two hours, three hours a day, sometimes even more. Sometimes I drive all day long, and I want to make sure I got a badass car that is clean. Actually, my, in my case, it's a truck. It's a black truck. Um, and I love it. I love my truck. I think uh, I'm in love with it thing. And, and, and um, it's probably the best vehicle I've ever had. But it all started with cleaning. And we went and cleaned the bilges. We were the best at it. And then we started cleaning the valves. And then we started cleaning the engines. And before we knew it, we had a spotless engine room. And all our engines were working. And it took time. It wasn't overnight. You know, it took months, maybe in a couple of cases, years, you know, for those engines to be running at a maximum reliability. But it all started with cleaning. So, Anyways, this is the truth behind success. Those are the things you got to do in order for you to achieve success. Do the basic things. People get hung up on, 
oh, you know, I got to go do this big job. No, do the basic thing first, man. And then you move on to the next one. And then you move on to the next one. Start from the basics. I will continue this subject on the next episode of The Truth Behind Success with your host, Ricardo Rosales. And you can find me at ricardorosales.com or thetruthbehindsuccess.com or the Renovating Riches Radio podcast or renovatingrichesradio.com. Until then, I'm going to say goodbye.